Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we get a special treat by having both John Groves and Kyle Malam with us. Yeah, if you are a longtime Fit for Work podcast listener, you'll know that we have talked to both of them in the past, and now you get them combined for one great episode regarding predictive analytics and how it can be used in the industrial setting. So here you go. Our first question is going to be directed to John Groves, our CEO, and just to have you discuss uh, what is predictive analytics and how did this come about to be used at Fit for Work? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at predictive analytics or artificial intelligence, it's about using an algorithm to predict things that humans can't. And so there's a lot of different applications of this, obviously, out there now. How it came to be with Fit for Work is, you, you know, having an understanding that we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of interactions with employees all over the country every year. And so our thought was, is, okay, is there something within that data that helps predict who would be the next person with a soreness or injury? And, you know, using AI or predictive analytics to do that, you know, augments the human's ability. So the the humans can't see the patterns that those algorithms can show. And so the concept was, let's, let's run an analysis on this and, and work with somebody to figure out, do we indeed have a viable algorithm so that we can look at that data and predict for our clients who is most likely to be the next soreness or injury. And so that was really where the opportunity came in and really looking at it to make our providers more effective. Because at the end of the day, we're dealing with, you know, human beings that have a, that have a complex interaction. And so identifying which ones to have the interaction with more accurately is obviously attractive to improve the impact for a client that we can make. Now, this is either John or Kyle's, your opportunity to take credit for it. So either one of you want to be the one to say this was your idea? Well, this is Kyle. And, and I really think, you know, it was a team effort really to come up with it. And, you know, organizationally, we have a commitment to commitment of, of lifelong learning. You know, how do we continue to get better? And not only about ourselves across the organization, whether that's interacting with each other or with our clients or the client's employees day to day, but how do we also look at our, our systems and our processes and how do we just continue to move forward, innovate and not strive for complacency, but strive for improvements and, and getting better and taking a, a look at the organization internally, skill sets, experiences externally as well. And how can we really come together as a team and head it up with Joe Gatro, our director of technology and his team and looking at the data and saying, what can we do here? And really started it that way. Many different people had their, their fingerprints all over this, but it really came from that, you know, that bottom look of saying, how can we get better? And we have the luxury of just so much data, so many interactions that John mentioned earlier, hundreds of thousands of interactions in almost every industry you can think about across North America. And that's just a tremendous opportunity to get better and look at ways we can improve. And that's how this really came to be and, and how we started to jump in with both feet, so to speak, so we can continue to improve and get better as an organization, which ultimately allows us to help more individuals, prevent more injuries, which that's our goal. 
For sure, definitely. And with that predictive analytics, I mean, I would hope we wouldn't be doing something unless there's some benefits. Sounds like there is. So let's kind of break down how different groups benefit from predictive analytics. We'll start with the fit for work providers themselves. Why should they be excited about predictive analytics? Great question, Curtis. And with the predictive analytics or the algorithm that we have, it's just really important to remember, you know, this is a tool. It's a tool to help us identify the action steps we can take as an organization or as a client in their organization to make a difference. And for the providers or our staff, you know, they're incredibly talented and gifted. Some of the best training that you can possibly get from a musculoskeletal perspective, from a pain science perspective, ergonomics, you know, the knowledge that they're continuously learning and, and backed up with some of the, the brightest minds in the ergonomic space to help continue to improve the behavioral coaching. All of those skill sets allow us then to just do something simple, such as the predictive analytics, where they know or have a higher probability of engaging with the right people at the right time so they can apply their skill sets. So it makes their day-to-day even easier. It allows them to be more impactful and allows them to share their expertise with more people or the right people at the right times to make a bigger difference and prevent more injuries. So it's a big, big win and allows us to make and our providers day-to-day to be even easier for more impact. Moving on to our clients, what is the benefit for the employers of a team like Fit for Work coming in and using these predictive analytics? Absolutely. Provides actionable information to, to help more people. You know, the clients are investing heavily into programs such as Fit for Work and others, I'm sure, to keep their employees safe and able to contribute there at work, but also to go home at the end of the day and do the things they want to outside of work. So this allows just that to prevent more injuries, provide actionable information so they can have that human interaction. They can engage with Fit for Work to help provide solutions or come to solutions together with the team to really allow their employees to contribute and also to go home at the end of the day just the same as when they got into work so they can you know, live life and do what most of us want to do. And that's to be able to provide for our families or do things outside of work, but also contribute within the workplace itself. So this type of information, it's taking the the data that we keep track of and gives the fit for work provider, kind of gives them that heads up of this person or this person in this type of situation may need to be seen or checked in on how or why is this something that is important for the general audience to be listening to? Is this something that's going to be used more frequently or how frequently is it used in the workplace? Yeah, no, I, it's a great question, Curtis. And I think when you look at our audience in terms of the of safety professionals of all different angles, almost all of our clients, and I would imagine all of the audience has either heard of, is trialing, is watching, already has in place some form of either wearable technology, software as a service, and other types of and maybe predictive analytics or using AI within their organization in some form or fashion. There's certainly a lot of things out there, a lot of exciting things out there, a lot of chatter about what could be utilizing some form of technology, again, whether it's wearables, software as a service, you know, a predictive analytics model. And I think when you think about this is is very exciting in the applications of it. And just the other day having a conversation about, you know, a wearable that'll stop a forklift from, you know, hitting that person, it'll stop the forklift dead, you know, so those types of things to prevent issues. But when you look at it from a musculoskeletal standpoint, which is often the number one or two costs for 
any employer, which you know our, uh, the audience members are working at, you look at and you say, okay, well, how do you prevent musculoskeletal issues? And different than maybe a forklift running into somebody, which is pretty straightforward in terms of you know preventing that from happening, the aches, pains, and sprains and those types of things are, are complex. Kyle mentioned earlier the pain science pieces, the, the cultural context of someone having a soreness and those types of things. So there's a lot of things that go into being able to help somebody that has a musculoskeletal ache or pain. That is a very complex interaction. And so when you look at the technology that's out there, again, wearable software as a service or predictive analytics, we kind of look at that and say, all right, the data, there's a lot of data that can be collected in this, you know, in a lot of various ways. But then what do you do with it? You still, it still comes back down to having to have a human interaction to head that off. And so having more data isn't a bad thing by any means. It's, it's, it's tremendously exciting. But having more data doesn't make the problem go away. It doesn't solve the issue. It, having the data doesn't interact with that human being who may have a lot of different things going on, including a soreness that's happening or you know showing up at work. So that's where when we look at it from an audience perspective, this is another application of that technology that's being talked about out there. And I think it's important, again, to look at, you can get a lot of data. There's a lot of ways to get data. Then you can argue over which is, is what's the data telling you. But just assume you can get a lot of data one way or the other. At the end of the day, you still need a human interaction. So I think this is a good illustration for the audience members to see, okay, yeah, number one, the data is out there and we can collect it, but what do we do with it? And this you know, is a way that combines those two things to reduce the injuries for the employees, therefore, the employers having less injuries and less loss, less cost, those types of things. A quick break here in our interview with Kyle and John to ask you guys a question. As a business, do you need help getting ahead of injuries instead of cleaning up after them? We at Fit for Work can partner with you to systematically prevent injuries before they even happen. With over 750 sites and 20 years of experience, we have helped countless companies of all shapes and sizes do exactly that. There are four ways we can help you. On-site early intervention, industrial ergonomics, employee testing, and safety compliance. Go to our website, www.wellworkforce.com and click on the connect with us button to learn more. Now back to the interview. Kyle, how long have you been investigating or, or looking into predictive analytics for the workplace? See, Amber, this year has been a, a journey that we've been on for quite some time. You know, we have quite the history at Fit for Work, you know, over 20 years of engaging in the industrial space, preventing injuries. So a lot of data really historically, but then also when we really started looking at saying, how can we continue to improve? We probably really started this journey about 18 months ago, diving in and, and going with both feet and saying, how can we really make something that can be impactful, uh, that's accurate to the degree that we can make a difference, even bigger difference than what we're doing today. So it's been a journey over 18 months to get us to this point. And the really encouraging part about that as well is, you know, we're not done. And that's kind of the benefits or the luxury key hallmark of predictive analytics is it only gets smarter over time. You know, it's the algorithms, uh, kind of a living, breathing thing. So the more interactions we have, the more accurate 
it becomes. And so we're doing this, we're actively having it deployed, but it's only going to get better over time and better for specific locations or specific departments or all the way down to the individual level as well. So that's really kind of the the fun part. You know, we're been on this journey, but we're not done yet. We're going to continue to to move forward and it's only going to become more accurate, more impactful, so we can prevent as many injuries as possible. So the neat part is that while it's been an 18 months journey, you have about 20 years worth of history to to put that all together. So I mean that's that's no small task, you know, to take on. Now so what are some of those key variables that are used in this information, such as, you know, how many times somebody has been interacted with, time of year, what are some of those variables that kind of are, you'd like to highlight to let people know are used with these analytics? Absolutely, Curtis. And that's, you know, that's the unique thing and why we really went with the the predictive analytics and specifically with our interactions that we're having. There's almost infinite number of variables that occur in a daily interaction with another human being. And when you start breaking that down into the physical components, you know, what what's made up of that individual? You know, what's their physical composition? What are they like? We then look at job tasks. What type of job are they doing? It can be different between different industries or even how individuals approach that job within the same department or the same area. And then a big piece is the psychology, you know, the psychology aspect or what's the mental makeup of that employee? What are their emotions? What's going on in their their life at that time? And I think we all have experience of, you know, the tale of, of two different injuries where two different employees made up similar in size and stature, physical capabilities, doing the similar job, experience a similar type of, of symptom or injury but they have vastly different outcomes. And and a lot of times that can come down to some of the psychological makeup. What is the stressors? What is the relationship with coworkers, their work environment, or what things are going on at home? So we really want to be able to capture as much information as we can, as much data, and really break it into some of those physical capabilities, the job itself, and then also the psychology of the individual at that time to help us get as accurate as possible and try to get as many variables into the algorithm or the equation so we can learn and it can be more specific at an individual level because then we can hopefully sway and which we've been able to show sway the probability that we interact with the right people at the right time. And that's ultimately our goal to be able to make the biggest difference possible. So we're using a computer program to then help determine our interactions. So we're not taking the people portion out of it. You know, when I start thinking of, or I'm sure we've all seen those science fiction movies where AI or the robots completely take over. This isn't one of those situations. This is actually enhancing our personal interactions, correct? Absolutely. That's then that's a hallmark. That's a real big and an important piece is to be able to improve the probability of who we're engaging with. You know, we have a tons of talented individuals that have a real good idea of who they should engage with. This just helps improve that confidence and enhances and improves the probability. So we can do exactly that, have that human engagement. And I know John would probably add into this as well, because that's a really important piece. Yeah, no, absolutely. I kind of looked at it like the Tom Cruise movie, The Minority Report. It creates the, uh, it make, arrests the person before the crime is committed, so to speak. And, you know, in our world, it just helps us identify the issues before they really become issues. And, and that's what we do anyway. 
but there are limits of human ability. And we know from AI and predictive analytics, and, and, and that certainly accelerates, it's a force multiplier of a lot of different fashions, the ability to correctly and accurately identify those folks. And so it is absolutely not about removing the human interaction. In fact, it's just making those human interactions more accurate. And again, back to the complexity, when someone has a soreness, data has proven it's not just a biomechanical model. It's not just because they have a bone spur on their shoulder, or it's not just because they bent forward and lifted. We know from pain science, we know from all the data out there, it's a multifactorial issue. We really can't remove that human component. And so that's absolutely not what we're doing. You want to make sure it just makes those human interactions more accurate. Well, and by making and taking that information and presenting it in a way that people can understand, I like how it takes out the bias because, you know, I've learned how we as humans can have our own bias or just a, we forget about things. So to, to be able to have the computer remove that human bias, you know, the, where we take out our own personal fallacies is, is really exciting. So from, from your perspective, you see this taking that 50% reduction promise that Fit for Work has and it allows it to, to increase that reduction. Is that, are you, how excited are you for that? No, absolutely. Very excited about that. When you look at our, our results, I mean, we're getting a 50% reduction or more with our clients. And that's, that's a big, big impact. But we're always looking to see what other components that we can add to continue to drive value. I mean, we look at things like adding pain science. We look at things like adding predictive analytics. You know, how can we make our providers more and more and more effective? And so this is absolutely going to increase the impact, make the impact more predictable you know, make the whole, all the providers more efficient. So it's, it's, it's a very exciting process. It's been a complex one and one we've spent a lot of time on. We're very excited to be able to deploy this all across the enterprise. And this is kind of a, maybe a Kyle question since you're the chief operating officer, what is the expense for our clients that they should expect with this type of program? That's the beauty of this. This is baked into our program. This comes with our program, with the expertise, the highly educated individual, you know, our providers, their boots on the ground. So there's no extra cost to it. And it truly is just a, a benefit for, for everyone to prevent injuries. And that's where the approach we've taken, as John has described, just to continue to get better, to innovate and have the goal of preventing as many injuries as possible. And if we can do that, with something like the predictive analytics, we're saying, hey, that's part of our program. Let's do that because everybody wins. I really think that's a, a big value add just to know that Fit for Work isn't sitting by trying to do things the same way they've always been done, but always looking for a new opportunity and how to make it better experience for everybody involved. So is this a super common mindset or how uncommon is this type of program I mean, I think we kind of touched on this, but is there anything you wanted to add on the how common things are or this type of program would be? To our knowledge, we're the only ones in the industry using predictive analytics in this fashion. Now, when you look at, again, going back to there's, I think we're, you know, a lot of different examples of using technology, whether again, software as a service, whether it's a wearable technology, predictive analytics are using AI in this fashion. From a musculoskeletal prevention standpoint, as far as we know, it's not very common. We're the only ones doing it to our knowledge. But I think in the whole, you know, big, big picture, I fit this into, again, you know, how do you use technology 
to improve the effectiveness of safety in general, no matter what areas that you're in. And some of them, again, are very straightforward. You can you can have a, a wearable device that you know puts out a field around them so that if a, if a forklift comes close, it stops that forklift. You know, that's very, very straightforward, not a lot of complexity in terms of behavior that needs to be considered when that ha- when that happens. With a musculoskeletal issue, it still comes down to a human interaction that you need to have. Yes, you got to consider the ergonomics. Yes, you got to consider a lot of different things, but it's not just ergonomics. It's not just a work practice behaviors. It's not just addressing those soreness. It's looking at the whole picture and all of those things together. This process, the predictive analytics, allows us to more efficiently do that. We've been doing this for 20 years, identifying those and solving those issues. Now it's just going to ramp up the efficiency and the effectiveness and the accuracy of delivering our service. So Kyle, any final thoughts for our listeners regarding this whole crazy topic of predictive analytics and and how we're using it in the industrial setting? Yeah, you know, I'd say we're just really excited about how we're able to, you know, use technology, use the many different variables or the factors that come into an individual's life within the workplace that contribute to the potential for an injury. And we get to apply technology to help be more effective, improve results, prevent injuries. And at the end of the day, everybody wins here. The employer, they have a workforce that can contribute within the walls or within their industry more so. They get to go home at the end of the day feeling well. The employees themselves, that being... And, you know, our providers, they're out there sharing their expertise, sharing their knowledge with the right people at the right time. And that just allows for big impact to occur, allows to be able to respond to something as complex as musculoskeletal injuries that are not just made up of one factor or two. There's many. And that's where we're, why we're really excited. We get to just make a bigger impact with the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people we get to interact with in a a daily and a weekly and a monthly basis. So truly is a tool that helps allow more individuals to go home at the end of the day and we get to prevent as many injuries as possible. Definitely. We're excited to see how this rollout goes and looking forward to follow-ups and further conversations on topics just like this. So thank you both to John and Kyle for spending time with us to, to break this down and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Well, anytime you can get John and Kyle in the same room together, it's a good day. So that was great to have both of them. What were some of your highlights or things that you enjoyed about that conversation, Amber? You know, Curtis, I think that I did highlight it or or bring it up during our conversation, but really in this whole AI world and, and, you know, using the computer and and getting more into the robotics of things and, and even on site, seeing things being more automated. It's nice to know that we've come up with something to actually enhance our personal interactions. It's not just a computer program. It's not just a robot going out there and doing the job or, you know, doing those interactions for us, but but more enhancing that, looking for those employees that maybe had an injury in the past, or you know, if we were doing a lifting observation on them or watching how they were working, and it might give us some predictions on those might be the ones that we should circle back around to either check out their lifting techniques again, or just kind of be a little bit more in touch with them so that we can help prevent things to happen in the future. 
Definitely. And and I enjoy being a part of a company like Fit for Work that is committed to looking into these type of things. And because in all reality, any type of progress is made by giving it a try. It's people who saw an opportunity, tweaked it a little to fit their needs. And that's what I think this AI is providing and why Fit for Work is excited about it. So we are going to be rolling this out in this next year for our clients and for all those safety professionals. Hopefully it gets you excited just as much as it does for us that we have this opportunity to serve in a in a different way that if it works, great. you know, And if it doesn't, we'll, we'll adjust. But the potential and the promise is there for it to be a, a great benefit. And in reality, you know, our, our, our clients and the people that we work with won't be negatively affected by this in any way. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But there's no extra cost to them. And in the long run, you know, if it does help us predict some of those injuries or catch things early, it can only help them. So it's, it's, there's definitely no negative to implementing this and trying this out. You know, it really can only help us in the long run. For sure, hundred percent. So, thank you for pointing that out, and thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it. And to get started preventing injuries, please visit our website at wellworkforce.com. Feel free to email us with any questions or comments at podcast at wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives.